to, to be fair, man, you're the only guard player who knows how to read, so I'm not really going to be. Welcome to Stat Check episode 19. You merely a 60% win rate, or as I will refuse to ever acknowledge it again, this is horse time. Uh, <laughs> horse time with horse you, Little did we all know we were all going to be horse girls all along. Yeah, but oh, do, do you know your horse famous. Um, anyway, hi, I'm Ennis. <laughs> this is uh, Anthony and Nathan. They are also here. Uh, I'm having a time, guys. <laughs> Uh, hi and welcome to the show. <laughs> Episode nineteen, the My Little Pony edition. Is that what's going on? That's what's happening. No, 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 no. no, definitely no. no. <laughs> That's clearly for episode. I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't know any My Little Pony related numbers to be like. Uh, episode four hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's when we so make what you're, Anthony, you know your proclivity for making bets that you fuck around on and Shut then find up. out on. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what you're saying is in oh God, that's a Go long on. time away though. That's like yeah, that's that's like eight years time, away. <laughs> like in eight years time, when we record, when like the third generation of hosts for this show, uh, because we've passed the torch on to people who enjoy 40k, um, are recording episode 400. You have to go on and talk about my little ponies. All right. It's just almost eight years. It's fine. I'll do it. Ennis, you'll you'll barely be an adult in eight years, so it's great. It's your excuse. <laughs> I'll be fucking <laughs> ancient. I don't fucking know. He will be. Anyway, um, hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. We're ostensibly here to talk about 40K in some capacity, which I promise we'll get to at some point. Um, but yeah, this is Stat Check. This is episode 19. I'm still confused we made it this far. Next week's episode 20. We should probably do something cool for that. We won't, but we should. Um, thank you everyone for being episode with us. What, we are going to. We, we stopped at 20 on Fight Club. We stopped at 20 on Fight Club, so. We kind of at least make it to 21 episodes. Yeah, we're going to get to 21 and then we're done, guys. Sorry. We're, uh... <laughs> That'll be the last one. No. Um, we are far too financially tied to this. Um... <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, so, yeah. Um, we're going to talk about 40K. There's been some things happening recently. We've seen the first results out of Votan, like the full codex. I think they won a GT as well. Uh, we have seen a bunch of stuff for Guard now. We mostly have the Godex and Hada issue. Anthony's played like 45 games with it or seen people play 45,000 games with it. Um, yeah, and then also I did an RTT. I don't know if you guys did anything this weekend, uh, but we'll get into it. So, how you guys been? How's your weeks? Should I go first? I'll go first. Sure, that's usually how these formats work. Eh, I don't know. Somebody talk. Never. Uh, I have been assembling more guard stuff all weekend, so I've got a bunch of Vansar gangers that I'm converting into Kasserkin, essentially. Bandwagoners. I've been working on this army for like three months, just very slowly. Pre-bandwagoner. That's much fair. I pre-bandwagoned onto this army real hardcore. You bought it um, knowing there was going to be a decent chance it was broken. 
you're not 100% wrong there. Um, so I've been doing that. I've got a bunch of tanks that I'm painting, assembling an Octoblade too, even though I probably will never really use it. Um, an Octoblade being? Oh, a Bane Blade that's magnetized for all eight variants that come out of the box, I guess. Since right. there are eight different Bane Blade variants, and you can magnetize one kit to make eight. I mean, yeah, also never underestimate the sheer desire of making vroom vroom noises with tanks and going pew pew at the tabletop. It's great. Um, also, I've got Ambots. The whole idea of the Guard Army is that it's Necromunda-themed, essentially, at this point. Bye, Anthony. So everybody's kind of supplied from a different <laughs> gang. So we've got Ambots as Bulgren, uh, Vansar supplied Kasserkin, that kind of stuff. So... We lost Anthony for a second. He's coming back. He's back. He's violent. It's Anthony violence. Yep. I read that up. Congration. And that's it for my weekend. Just guard assembly line, which makes sense. That's how it it's, happens. It's on, it's on theme, I suppose. It is. It's very on theme. Anthony, how about Anthony, yourself, if you're not lagging still. What'd you say? How's your week been? How was my week? My week was pretty good. I've been fighting internet issues, so that's been fun, uh, as you can tell. Uh, aside from that, it's pretty good. I'm looking forward to an RTT next weekend. Okay, will you take a bile? I think bile. you a bile, right? Yeah, creation's bile. 30 possessed, or 28, something like that. A lot of possessed. Whatever you can fit in the kitchen Which sink. is essentially the part that I want my opponent to focus on and not the stuff behind it. Look at the possessed. What What's going behind it, then? Uh, a four Smash characters? Which which four? So I'm assuming the the ubiquitous ignore your involves Prince and Abaddon and Master oh. Executions. It's yeah, Abaddon, Disco, Demon Prince, uh, Master of Executions. Disco they all and have relic weapons and warlord traits. That is a lot of CP going on. Uh, random garbage. Start on zero. The next place to start. <laughs> Sorry guys, that's gonna keep happening. Uh, apologies, I am having. Uh, minor asthma flare-up it's great um as for myself i had uh i had grand designs of like playing a practice day with brian and, and then on thursday someone was like we got a ticket to an rtt do you want to come and i was like sure what's the details 1750 charity tournament and i went cool 18 flavors uh <laughs> <laughs> it is bringing 18 flamers to a charity journey. and i had to cut three of them to make it fit into 1750 because i don't know how to write a 1750 list so i just wrote a 2k list and shaved stuff until it worked um turns out if you take out all the scoring from my three big guys demon list you don't score very well um, who'd have thought but anyway um i ended up playing like weirdly competitive lists. so i played brian in the second round on golf pressure and then in the third round, I played against Abaddon and nine Wardogs. And I'm pretty sure you get Abaddon and 10 at 2k, so I don't know what he was missing, but it didn't feel like much. It certainly just felt like I had one shot one of them, and then we were playing a 2k game, and I had 250 points less scoring. Um, super weird. Uh, uh, but I ended up scraping uh, scra scraping my way through to three wins of that one and winning another little RTT, which always feels nice. It's nice to just go and find another little local area that doesn't know me and assert dominance to make sure they all know I'm better than them still. Bye, Anthony. Bye, Anthony. Bye, Anthony. I'm assuming that's going to happen as well. This is the um, the technical and physical difficulties episode, I think. Apparently, we've angered the Votan, is what I've been told. We've angered Definitely the angered the Machine Gods by me deciding to uh, intentionally draw my TTS game this week. I'll wave some incense over my router. 
mine's down there somewhere. Uh, yeah, that that little black box under the phone. Um, I do have some incense. I'll just wave it over it. I got there a can of deodorant. But I don't think it needs that. Um, I feel like that might might work. <laughs> the, the, the whole the holy Febreze. <laughs> yeah, it's more like Axe body spray. But <laughs> oh no, it is. No, no. I'm, yeah, you know, it's called links over here. Uh, <laughs> that's not better that is it's really not is it um shall we roll swiftly on to the stats while we wait for anthony as you might have noticed by the way guys sure. we have a thumbnail now um we made i made them it's cool you can see like the stats and stuff in the thumbnail of the youtube video oh one more thing i went on a youtube video on sunday with call to arms we did a battle report of terrorists versus chaos knights uh you can see that on call to arms on youtube um their logo is like a red background with a horn and the words cult arms on it um you should check that out it was good fun uh, it's good to see some more content creators in the scottish space and uh, they've had some of my teammates on they've had a uh, simon on the past a uh, friend of ours adam as well so if you want to check them out and send, say that we sent them your way that would be great because i would love to go back um yeah right stats cool so we had 14 events this weekend which is actually a lot of events all that things considered. too many tournaments uh, so we have something around 1,600 games that were played over the weekend of 40k at GT-sized events. So five rounds are big. Five rounds, 25 plus player events, which is what we track. Um, we shouldn't get too worked up about this data, though. Even though there are 1,600 games worth of data and 14 events, but it is interesting. That, and there are a few things that I kind of wanted to pull out this week that we wanted to talk about. One of them is that Votan is coming fully online, um, and their win rate has gone from in the 50s to in the 60s. And then some factions that we all think and have told, been told are dead have apparently not been dead this whole time and are ready to wreak vengeance upon everyone. No, that doesn't sound right. Once they're dead, they're dead, and they can't change, just like a guard are dead um, yep. on arrival. We'll talk about a couple minor things, and then we'll talk about some of the bigger meat of the episode. Uh, Imperium had the largest greatest win rate of the weekend uh, at an 82.4% win rate, but only really had four players. It's mostly sisters and knights and then one custodies. Imperial soup list. Um, I it's still a very rate. high win rate for something plus knights. Yep. It was just four players. Good, guys. It's possible. It's possible that bringing in Helverins that have all their traits might be too good. Just to dip. No, I just mean Helverins in general might be too good. Whose idea was it to make their guns not blast and also be D3 and also be AP2? And damage three, right? You know, just for funsies. I know, it's it's mental. I'm not a, not a huge fan of that data sheet being as ubiquitous as it is. Uh, it's kind of just good into almost everything. Right behind them is Forces of the Hive Mind, which is essentially just Tyler Bortel and Alex McDougal. One of them is wearing two hats and the other one's just playing with himself. There are only three players for that faction this weekend with a 66.7% win rate. Yes, that was a double. You could have phrased that significantly <laughs> better than you did to be like I less could've. weird. Not even like, it, like it's insulting, but it's just weird, dude. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but Force of the High Mind did win an event over the weekend, although I don't believe it was either Alex McDougal or Tyler Botel who won it. Uh, they had a 3.75 over rep over the weekend as well. That's quite That's a lot. Forces still aren't a real faction, guys. Don't trick yourself. Uh, right behind them is Chaos Soup, which is mostly just Chaos Space Marines with demons slapped onto it. Um, and then some Chaos Knights lists, a lot of Abaddon, Walking Dogs lists, where you have a bunch of War Dogs, or I guess, I don't know what the Chaos equivalent is, what they're called, are being walked by Abaddon. They're called 
War Dogs and Chaos. They're armatures. They're War Dogs. Okay. Armatures and Imperial Knights. Sorry. Uh, we had a 5.2% meta representation, a 62.7% win rate, and then three event wins, which is the most event wins of a single group. If we want to consider Chaos Soup one of the factions, we'll just consider it the umbrella for the purposes of this. Five top fours, 11 top tens, and an overall overrep of 1.7, which means they're not like horrifically unbalanced, although it's something to keep an eye on as anything over 1.5 is where you start to get into kind of a problem zone. Uh, Leagues of Votan is in fourth place for the weekend. They had 10 players, 1.6% over or 1.6% of the meadow. They had a 61.7% win rate. They won their first event, from my understanding. They top four in an event, and they had five top tens, and they had an overrep of 1.13. So still balanced, but Leagues of Votan are still kind Sorry, of balanced. What was the win rate again? Uh 61.7%. So what was what was the balance that we considered like an unhealthy indicator? Oh, I mean, 62% is a lot of wins, but they didn't convert it into enough to make overrep go crazy. But what I wanted to say at the tail end there was that what we're really starting to see is leagues of Votan players starting to pick up all of the models that are actually good in the army. I, I hate to break it to all those people who are running like 80 Hearthkin and stuff like that. That army wasn't good. You were playing with one of the mediocre data sheets in the book and then two of the decent books data sheets in the book, but... Now you get all three of the best data sheets in the book. Four. None of which were the ones that you had before. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if we started to see Leagues of Botan creep up past 65 over the next couple of weeks as they hit the meta in full force. Especially because 10 players is pretty low given how well that box and all the models sold for it. How many people sold out. Votan, very good. Nurse, perhaps not enough. We'll find out over the next few weeks. Uh, Tyranids and Harlequins are next. Tyranids had a 60.8% win rate. They won two events, top four at eight, and were top 10 and 14. They're still sitting pretty at an overrep of 2.5. So they're still over two for their overrep. Dead. Totally dead. Devastated. Leviathan, no good. Kraken is broken. Everything is terrible. Harlequins are up next with a overrep of 2.05. They won two events. So apparently Harlequins now can win events. They couldn't before, and now they can win all sorts of events. Uh, top four. They couldn't convert while they were on the radar. They were laying low before the data slate. Well, you know what it is? It's that extra six inches has made them think that they have, they have to think about their game plan now. They don't just autopilot, and then now they're better. That's fair. And they had a 60.3% win rate. So again, totally dead. Nobody's mm -hmm. playing them. Only 22 people, 3.5% uh, of the meta. And then right behind them, strangely enough, and somehow, Tau and Custodes are the next two factions. Custodes what, what, what have... What I don't know. This is a very strange occurrence, but Custodes How are... Custodes, Harlequin's turn is. This sounds a lot like March. I know, doesn't it? It sounds like Elvio of last year, last season's Elvio, just all over again, actually. Uh, Custodes had a 4.1% meta rep. They won an event. They top four to three, top eight to ten. They were top 10 in eight events. They had a 58.9% win rate and an overrep of 1.3. And then so Tau these, had... So these players just kind of like showed up to play this week, right? That's kind Apparently. of insane. And then next we have Tau Empire, 5.2% meta rep. They didn't win any events. They did top four, two events, and they top 10 at six events. So they had an overall meta rep of about... Overrep ratio of 0 0.68, so just under one, so totally balanced. 
uh, with a win rate of 56.3%. So somehow we have just a ton of factions who've cropped up this week above 55. It is something that I want to note for people because I know I always need to remind people of this is that the week to week data is interesting for looking at maybe what something like trends are emerging, but it's not useful necessarily for like broadcasting, like how well a faction is doing aside from in that week. So for Votan, you're looking more at the trend across weeks. And right now we have Votan kind of just continuously going up since inception into the meta. Uh, Harlequins and Tyranids have always kind of been around 60 at this point, and I don't really think that they're ever going to drop really below it on average for or in mass. Uh, otherwise, it's just things to look out for. Chaos Soup is doing incredibly well, and mostly it's just flamers stapled onto stuff. So flamers stapled, stapled on to Thousand Suns, flamers stapled on to Emperor's Children if they're still allowing that at some events, flamers stapled on to more flamers, I don't know. But it is something to keep an eye out on as we move forward through the new post data slate meta. For what next be. bounce data slate, just replace replace uh, like three units in case in the Space Marine Codex or the Inquisition. Just add add flavors to Inquisition and let you let you agency chaos them in. And I think we could but we could fix <laughs> most Marines factions. Yeah, I mean, just be watching make Flamestorm aggressive twenty five points. I don't. I wish, what the hell? What are they now? Like 35? 30? I have no idea. I don't know. No, me neither. They might be 25. How would you know? Yeah, I will say, because I know people love me talking about the suffering of factions in the bottom five. We'll go from worst to not as worst. Uh, Adeptus Mechanicus is still the worst at 37.3% for their win rate. Space Marines with almost 100 players at a 39.8%. Chaos Knights are at a 41.0, obviously the lesser of the Knights. And despite a lot of Thousand Suns being present, Pure Thousand Suns has a win rate of 41.9%. And then Astra Militarum, although this will probably change in like three weeks or whatever, whenever people decide to start letting Imperial Guards start playing, because I know GW events January. aren't letting um, Astra Militarum play until full release, which is in January. January, but like after LVO. Yeah. <laughs> And that would yeah. make me sad. Yeah, that's sad. when guards should be legal. Why you gotta why you gotta make me sad like this? I don't wanna play more Tyranids at all. Why are you gonna make me sad by owning well, guards? Because ideally that book got ideally that book got lost in the ocean, but I'll settle for not being legal for way after we know what the rules are just to make the player base sad. <laughs> yeah, it's a non-player faction. Like they don't need rules. <laughs> yeah, man. Like they could put just, if they put it on the front of the codex, you can make room room noises with your tanks in your bedroom too. No, no guard player would ever need to play a game. Yeah, I just playing against guards rough, man. I can only listen to so many stories about how someone almost got in the military. <laughs> that must be a cultural difference because I never once heard. Of yeah, that's, a, that's definitely that. a thing in America. <laughs> I'm just. Lock, I just lock. don't want to have to listen to the order, nice. order, order, order. I won't. I don't want to know how they're tracking them with tokens. That's like they're not going to have tokens. But you know the WC rule is I've if you don't have a token for your effect, tokens. it doesn't exist, right? I already have three D printed tokens planned. Just tell me what's going to happen. Do you have like fifteen. Oh, do you have fifteen copies of every order? Yeah, I hope so. Why not? It's not that hard to pick, to print little poker chips with uh, words on them. It should be. <laughs> okay, Ennis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
to, to be fair, man, you're the only guard player who knows how to read, so I'm not really going to be. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's worse. That's actually the worst. I was going to practice with the guard army to go to LVO with it was kind of the idea. because Why? I don't know. Order. I'm not go. going to any events until January. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be like, yeah. Welcomes, bro. Why I cast Exodia like on this squad of Kazakhin. Delete. Uh, like, I could do. I could. I could do that. Yeah, the five Rogaldorns on the battlefield somehow form Exodia or something. I don't know. That's Maybe like it's... the GW list writing, bro. You just get them. Get those five heavy weapons teams in your list. I saw that and, and I was like, oh, oh no, GW. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> They're not I... troops. You can't just have five of them. <laughs> I immediately got a peer pressure to play. Did you see the article they put out with like preview lists? Uh, Chris, Chris Arvin yeah. immediately put, said, "Was like you need to take the all characters list to an RTT. It's like oh, literally all characters. It's like Gaunt's Ghost, Strachan, Creed, Solar, and the two Valkyries. I'm like, if I can swap out the Valkyries for real units and you still buy the models, I'll do it." He was like, "No deal." And I'm like, <laughs> "GW put up a uh, job listing today where their one of the points that they put was attention to detail, and it was listed twice." I don't know if it's <laughs> since been edited, but it was really, really, really funny. Or they was really wanted you to catch it. Was it another? Like if you don't catch developer? that job description, maybe you're just not who they're looking for. Was yeah, it another maybe. games developer position where they were looking for another rules? Writer? No, it was like event management something something. Oh, I'm I'm I I can only assume what that will be. Yeah, the article by GW explains so much about the rules writing. I think the other thing to also note is that. I don't think the Warcoms writers are to be trusted in any extent whatsoever. No, they're a marketing team. They're not like rules. They're not games design. They probably wrote just remember a bunch that one of time? narrative lists, which because you don't need to follow any rules for narrative lists, and they're just like whatever. We're gonna throw. Yeah, I have no idea if that guard character list was legal or not. I just get pressured yeah. into running it. <laughs> I'm you sure they had like that five. Time they spoiled fans. that Impulsor's invuln was getting worse. <laughs> yeah, in the in they the, were like in the weird document. They were it. right. It was just a long way out. It was a very funny spoiler. Well, because I think somebody pulled from one of the Warcoms articles that there's like a little note at the bottom about how um all of the changes to guard that are present in the data slate are a band-aid that will be superseded by the new codex. But I don't trust Warcoms, yeah. so I would wait until January in the full release to see if Guard keep any of the shit that they got in the balanced data slates. Because other armies, well, I guess really just Chaos Space Marines kept their stuff. From so the what I actually, what I'm really the most looking forward to is when Wahapedia has updated what it says about the Guard, the Guard Codex is, and you just like kind of can't see the Eighth Edition Codex now, and Guard players are still playing that for the next like three months and can't access the rules of Wahapedia. They go through like the back channel to the Eighth Edition rules. I want them to, have to suffer. <laughs> they actually need to look at their codex. Their, their codex, codex is just like covered in like either. blackout ink, and like it looks like a, C a redacted CIA file with all the changes, I mean... and like a madman has just been sticking <laughs> newspaper into oh. it. This bit says, "I get armor of contempt." This is how take covers change because that used to work on tanks, boys. You could take cover your bane blade. Uh... One of the things I also have noticed for detail oriented is that GW pointed out on their own Angron model that he's got a skull. With us with a bionic eye on it, but that skull has three service studs. Non Astartes don't get service studs, GW. Maybe they're not service studs. Maybe dude's just what if wicked deformed. What what if just Yerick is the only human who got service studs? Because the Black Templars were like, okay, guys, 
We should put some service oh, onto the skull. When you're at Armageddon and the, the bottle of tequila is getting passed around, you're playing some chocolate ice. If somebody hands you a nail gun, you don't say you no. Just, you just five hands. Oh, is what it is, man. Later. You just put a couple nails in your forehead. You're like, yeah, 300 years of service, bro. <laughs> The, the yeah. it is. I think if we played the version of Chocodice where we were doing shots, especially of that whatever that one that was going in the apple juice was, by the end of it, you could have convinced me for a service stud. Yeah, my 100 episodes of Fight Club will get you a service stud. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not taking that one. Hey man, you have to, like, like, a you'd have to work really hard to, to do 80 more episodes of Fight Club. Uh, easy, oh, easy, okay. Easy. Easy. I thought you said stat checks. So I know. It's like easy peasy lemon squeezy. The stats on the Thousand Suns are bad. They're forty two percent win rate. Um, other than that, there's not a lot going on in the Suns, middle. The meta's still relatively wins. stable. I mean, the Thousand Suns that are winning are Thousand Suns with demons stapled onto them. That's just the score, the thing that's winning. Flamers are a fucked up data sheet, and you need some stuff to protect your characters. Yeah, I don't even care anymore about all the demons players who are complaining that if the, if flamers get nerfed, that their codex is bad. I'm like, that's too fucking bad, guys. Yeah, <laughs> you can have like you could have thirty point like swap the fiend point cost with the flamers point cost, and we're we're talking. Fiends are thirty five points, man. Maybe that's what they did at GW headquarters. They're like, oh man, we accidentally copied this cell and pasted it. Yeah, I think they're reasonable, but I think a I think 25 is really good. So That's true. <laughs> but they should just be 35 points, and I'm sorry if that's suffering for you. It's just 35 points for Flamers now. Per month. It was really wild how when I was playing them, it would be like, yeah, so these will reliably like almost like do half damage to an Armager with my 125-point unit, uh, and then won't take any damage back, and then we'll finish it next turn. Um, and they'll do that every turn of the game. And uh, I'll just get them back sometimes as well when I roll well. Uh, you can't get them do, back. Do we yeah. want to transition order, order, order. from chatting from chatting stats to chatting? Yeah. The one time I pulled Other that off, stuff. I put an extra model back. Apologies, that guy. Do we want to chat about Frontline Gaming's announcement first? Sure. Just to see Anthony's reaction to it. Well, Anthony, I'm I lagging, just want so I don't know how much the I, reaction you're going to get. I don't care. We'll stall it to make it work. We'll stall until you get a reaction okay. proper out of you. So, Anthony, I was told okay. in our YouTube comments that all of our, mostly your statement, was had aged like milk, essentially, after the Frontline Gaming announcement. What is your response to our Frontline Gaming announcement? Uh... Nothing really changed, right? Like, it'll matter for 20 people. The person that made that comment probably isn't one. Uh, and it just seems very unlikely that that really matters. Like, I would prefer that they made a change to the things that actually impact their events feeling like shit to go to, rather than some, you know, essentially circle jerk for the top players who get to then not get accidentally paired into each other round one. Like, you definitely don't want to get, like, Lenin, right? You don't want to get non-avadied. Those are all bad experiences. But, like, it really isn't that big of a deal, guys. Like, the top players aren't losing rounds one through three anyway, so it's not that big of a competitive advantage. And then, on the other hand of the spectrum, it's not that exciting if you're one of those people. You're just like, cool. And then it might have a downside, because if the average wins are too low, 
in point value, you have to play the shadow round, which fucks you. Uh, it's not that great. Like, it's fine. I really, it's not something that I can get very excited about, and it's also not something that I can ride too much as like being terrible. It's just fine. Like, whatever. I don't know. I think that's I'm on the terrible side personally. I'm actually kind of on the, this is neat, like, this is cool. This is like a professionalization kind of thing that's from Magic the Gathering's, like, pro it's cool idea. stuff. Like, it's a cool idea. Yeah. It just was not the change that we wanted. I, I gotta be honest. First of all, why are you encouraging the people playing 40k to play less 40k? It's not like Magic where you can crack out a game in, like, 20, 30, 40 minutes. You play a game of 4k, it's like a three-hour commitment. You're not going to play nine hours less of 4K if you're a top eight player at, at, at LVO. That's just kind of weird. That's less time on. That's less time where they can have people on stream. Less of that. It removes a lot of variance. It also is probably worse for the people to miss the three games because you're gonna lose out on like warm up games. You're gonna like you're not gonna be in the headspace as easily. Like being on being in game four has that kind of like that weight to it. You're, you know, you know you're playing you're playing for the win you play for the you're starting fresh in game four it's going to feel different it just is and people will not be yeah. used to that i think um there's it's uh to completely tangent off it um in uh, the other competitive game i follow which is league of legends because i hate myself um <clears throat> there's a, a concept called play-ins which is basically before the world championships the like the fourth best team from a bunch of regions and then like the best of the kind of not really major regions so like the fourth best Korean team, the fourth best North American team, and like the best Japanese team, the best Turkish team, uh, play in like a big mini competition beforehand to qualify for the main event. And those teams that come out of that almost always do better than like the second and third seed from their regions uh, because they've played a bunch of games. They're warmed yep. up. They're in, in the meta. They're, you know, you get some experience. You know what the terrain is like. You're going to be, you could be going in fresh. You know, you've taken your, your 85, your 85, your 85 flat because you averaged it out. You're playing against somebody who's played four games now or played three games now on player place with their list. And they're like, you know, ready to play. You're waking up fresh. You've just had a day out in Vegas because you were there for the extra day anyway. You're probably not. Or you maybe you are, but you're going into it fresh. This is game one. This is meant to be these game and you're playing somebody on three wins. Like, I don't think that's a great I think experience for you either. Yeah, I think the best thing they could do with this is take some of the people that have the buys and do, like, an invitational the first day so they have good stream content on the starter. But we'll see. Like, maybe there's more to this announcement than what they gave us. Maybe there isn't. It's impossible to know because they only give us what they give us because it's frontline. But um, I just broadly don't have any faith in them, right? Like, that's kind of my more my issue with them is that they've eroded all my, like, goodwill and faith for them to do things that makes sense like i just don't have that anymore um because of other decisions they've made with running their events um so in general i think it's fine i probably wouldn't even take it if offered um unless there was something else to go with it but like in general i'm just like it's just not that hey, big of a deal guys it affects such a tiny portion. package mate cool sick um i don't know like i and i'm it just doesn't it doesn't do anything for me uh like hype or disappointment wise it's yeah. fine it's, it's cool. very i'm glad to see things move towards like circuiting right like but it doesn't 
doesn't make me feel more like if they add this to UKTC events, if they somehow become a qualifier, I don't feel any more part of that circuit when I go across and play those events. It's not unifying the scene in any way. It's just like a little extra bonus pit that happens. <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels like regardless of whether it's slightly positive, slightly negative, or even very positive, very negative, it's just kind of bland. Like it feels like on the the whole the grandest of scheme of things, it still doesn't matter. You've still got to win seven and probably eight games because you'll have to shadow round for LVO. Like, what does it really change? You know, you're almost assuredly have to shadow round if you take those buys. Yeah. Like you probably shouldn't play Which is... three more games in order to try and skip yeah. one more game. Um, like that doesn't really feel like it's the best value proposition. But it's it's not, but playing boy playing that shit. Shadow is rough, and if you can dodge it, it helps a lot. <laughs> Sorry. Hand God hand damn it. <laughs> what, do you have strong feelings one way or the other on that nickname, dude? Uh, no. You don't have strong feelings one way or the other? Would you could describe yourself as ambivanella towards it? Excellent. We found a new uh, nickname for another nickname for the pile. We've got a great proper Amba Vanilla to go with violence, Tony V. Yeah. We'll yeah, Donald, I would love for there to be a, a rival to Frontline. I would support them wholeheartedly in any way, shape, or form that I could if someone else wanted to run large events in the U.S. Yep. I agree with that. I think that the Can lack of a major the competitor... The lack but, of a major competitor in the tournament circuit scene in the United States has allowed kind of Frontline to ride its success to just doing nothing in particularly that's innovative with terrain or with experience for players. That's all. Yeah. That's what it is. It's been the same since the first ACO that I went to. Like, nothing's changed at all. And I think once what I've talked about with other people is that 40k kind of runs, and Warhammer in general, not just 40k, but Age of Sigmar, runs very much on, like, historic, like, memory. Like, Frontline Gaming once did something good, and now they kind of get to just be the thing that people do because they did that good thing that one time. Yeah, it's it's a lot of momentum. I think that's changing. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think changing it's... for what it's worth. I think it is changing a little bit, and I think that's like a COVID effect currently. Like it's still a change. Like there's a lot of change. Sorry, Anthony. There's a lot of change in the like player base, right? Like, there's a lot of like new blood in the scene, myself included, that are like very much like, "No, this is ridiculous. What do you mean?" Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. That seems to be more and more common. I am definitely biased, right? And have you know some level of echo chamber effect on that but like it seems like that's very common amongst the people that i talk to that there's a lot of people that are like i get that it was this way but it doesn't have to be why don't things change votan is actually a good example of that we had fucked release after fucked release over and over and over again through ninth we got another one the community was like no and then they did something I think this is like a thing that can change over time if the community continues to push for a change. Yeah, I think that's 100%. Right. I think there is still a large degree of momentum carries a lot of weight in 40k, though. The events that are big and well known are big and well known almost because they're big and well known now. Like, 
LVO is not going to become a smaller event right. because people know LVO is the big event. It's the one you travel for. That's why I'm traveling for it. Like it just kind of right. Yeah, it's the same 100%. thing. People listen to the people that people have always listened to. It just kind of will be. Um, and yeah, if they as they fade in, more people can move in to step up. But I don't think those people, if they continue to actively try to be involved, ever really stop being involved. Um, it's just a lot of them like not, frontline right? aren't actively trying to be involved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One, Anthony, why don't you take like two seconds and explain the shadow realm just for people in chat? Because I know we've said it like three or four times and just not explained it. So, the way the shadow round works is that at LVO, there's a number of undefeated, and this is going to be one of those times where me being bad at math makes me bad at explaining this. But here we go. <laughs> so I, there's an amount of people that sign up for the tournament that make it so after six rounds, essentially you can't undefeated, which is what needs to happen for the day three to get like to proceed to a natural finals. So what typically happens is they'll take the rank five through 12 player. I think that's how that works. Uh, and they'll make them all play each other to join the top four undefeated in day three. What that means for those players, though, is that in that shadow round, that doesn't affect your placing. You're playing at like, I think shadow round starts at 9 p.m. So you're in there late and you are tired. Tired. <laughs> so that last, like, the shadow round is a fucking scrap. Uh, the judges, to the to their credit, the shadow round is probably the best judged round of LVO. Um, last year they had Danny do it, and pardon me because I don't know Danny's last name, but Danny was on us like white on rice. Like, he started the shadow round and was like, you're all adults fucking act like it. That's a quote. Like, he was <laughs> like, if you agree to play by intent, you will play by intent or you will get, you will lose your game automatically. If you're playing it how it is, then that's fine, but you have to establish that when you start. And then he went to every table and asked us how we're playing, so he knew how to judge them when he came by. Um, that said, in the shadow, points don't matter, because your battle points don't contribute to your overall placing from points in the shadow round. So, what happens is, you essentially swing for the goddamn fences, but you're doing it while you're exhausted, because you're not playing to have, like, a close game. You're playing to win this or not. Like, it doesn't... You want to be out of there because you're going into day three at that point fairly compromised. So you can see this in some of the games. I played on the stream in the shadow last year. You can see it in my game with Lucas where, like, our decision-making wasn't optimal. We're definitely, like, going for it a bit earlier than we might have. Things like that. Um, so, yeah, the shadow round is definitely an experience. You want to do what you can to avoid it. But doing what you can looks like having an easy your path and scoring lots of hundreds we're taking a list that does that uh yeah, yeah. you can't be playing the around definitely... 97s bro like it ain't happening that'll work if they're all 97s but no variance <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a lot of work um You'll have, if you've played in the UKTC at all, you'll probably recognize the pushing for it from the um, you can see cut to top four, where it doesn't matter how many undefeated there are, top four get to keep playing. Um, so you can see a lot of shit where it's like, no, you you don't take fucking bat, you don't take R and D, you take banners, uh, and it doesn't matter how shit the mission is, you go and table them, you get that hundred. Uh, the first LGT was brutal for that because we had no expectation on what we were looking at it going in, and people were like shit in their pants because this was still in like the scrambler days. We're like, you can't take Scramblers. You just can't do it. Stop at five points, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it's not worth it. It's not worth the risk. And it is on that note, I took a about... very different... 
Oh, can you hear me still? Oh, I was going to say we can transition to talking about something different, but we can start. We can. Meh. Yeah, the other, op the, the other option ahead. is that you play for consistent wins. Like, you're like, I'm going to win all six of these at this margin, and I'm just going to win, and that's fine. And I'm playing the shadow, but you have to, like, be on top of your shit like throughout the day, making sure that you're staying like hydrated, rested, fed, so that when you get into round seven, you're not like dead. So and that's like, general good tournament advice, but it's very different knowing you're planning to play four. Yeah, that's uh, that's take the Nassim list and just play like three hours of 4K over game uh, over day two, and you'll be fine. Yeah, uh, it's part of the appeal of being very fast at 4K is the fourth round doesn't doesn't usually feel that bad i've definitely done a view where you play the fourth game it's it's fine like you get sometimes you i, I take a nap over lunch sometimes like i don't know man i finish games fast yeah. it's not too bad just gotta find somebody to trust with your phone that's the scary bit <laughs> what i was going to say is we should transition we can talk about guard placement in the meta and then we can talk about something that people actually want to talk about because i know neither ines nor anthony want to talk about it uh, I suppose I'll do the plugs as well then. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Hi, everybody. We are going to be taking a short second here just to talk about our plugs and socials and all that sort of stuff. Um, this is StatCheck. Uh, you can find our website at stat-check.com where you can see all of our updates to things like the Meta Dashboard and CRS and the ELO, as well as our article feed, which has things like our Meta Report, which comes out once a month. If you would like to see more of this sort of stuff, you can check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash StatCheck. Uh, where you can see our bonus content, some of which is out for everybody, some of which is, is behind the Patreon wall. Uh, and if you are watching any of that or past live streams, uh, if you could drop a like, a comment, subscription, any of that sort of stuff, tell a friend, share it, whatever. All the all the easy stuff that um, every YouTuber says, but apparently it really helps, which uh, I noticed in the week where I missed it, where it just did just got like no comments, and that sucked. So, uh, yeah, reminder, drop a comment. It's probably the most fun thing for us because we get to interact with you guys a little bit outside of the once-a-week time we're here. If you really enjoyed the show, you can check us out at patreon.com slash statcheck, where you can support us for a few dollars a month and get access to our Discord and have a chat with us. We are generally all fairly active in there, except Anthony, who's incredibly active in there. Um, <laughs> because Anthony works from home and has nothing better to do. Uh, I didn't say that. That was rude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's only mostly true. Uh, so, yeah. Like 80% um, true. If you're in a position where you would like to help us out, we would really appreciate that. We are um coming up to 20 episodes so clearly people are, are sticking around and we are really enjoying doing what we do but we couldn't do without you guys help so thank you very much to everybody we are now going to move on without me being uh awkward at saying promotion stuff come join us on our patreon so you can do stuff like our tts league and stuff like that or you can I definitely promise. play against us and not uh, where we all played list we hate and now none of us want to play anymore uh i'm kind of my yeah, list should... is me my list is meeting week. its expectations. <laughs> Mine too. I, they just weren't high. <laughs> Not exactly. We should give I was it, expecting like, to uh, lose a lot. List refresh week. Sure. I'll uh, I'll put I'll talk to the chat tomorrow. Yeah. Cause like I don't wanna play in the league and then be like dreading every game. I would like to like to interact with our community. That's you chose good. to play Tao, dude. Technically, I think we peer pressured uh, Anthony into playing Tau. Yeah, I definitely got bullied. Told him to do into it. Playing Tau. We should we should do that. Just the three of us. I think uh, Jeremy's fine with demons. 
we can rotate our lists. Fine. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to less shit topics. We're going to talk about 20 minutes, and then we'll be taking some show questions. So if you have a question, either leave it in the chat, or if you are on our Discord, chuck it into the show questions section, where we will make sure we get to it in about 15, 20 minutes' time. Nathan, you had a topic. Hello? Sorry, my my headset just flickered. Gandalf says, wait. Gandalf says two seconds yeah. while I figure uh, out. A wizard never starts a topic on time uh, or late. Just all right. So we're going to talk about we're going to talk about guard, right? That's what we went want. Well, that's what I said we were going to talk about. Probably, I guess we should talk about it. It exists as a thing. But if we, we just ignore well. it, maybe it'll go away. I mean, it might go away. It definitely Can feels like a book seals that and walruses instead. What do you want to know about walruses? Who is the walrus? There was a lot of info about this last time we did this. <laughs> I mean, I can... Oh, do you want to talk about it in, like, the 40k context? I was thinking you wanted, like, the biology of a walrus. I would take the that over talking about guard. Do we want me to pull up some Wikipedia articles and I'll just do a dramatic... If you could just read us, like, 15 facts about walruses and one fact about the musical artist Seal, that would be great. Sure, one second. So, Anthony, what do you think I'm of guard? <laughs> I think they're the goddamn worst. No, um, I think I, I think they're okay. Like the the elite boys seem a bit busted, but the uh, the rest of it seems all right. Like it's not terrible, right? Like the they get lots of gun, but not lot of unit now, right? Because their stuff's like a bit more expensive, and they have like a hundred seventy point auto take dude that fucks. But like they have less stuff because of it. Um, so maybe it's okay. I don't know, man. Like, it seems like it'll be fine. Um, it seems broadly like middle of the road ninth edition codex. Like, nothing about it screamed, This is insane enough to the point where it's going to win you games automatically, like the Votan stuff did. But also, nothing you kind of look at it and you're like, Yeah, I, I like there's nothing that you look at it and you're like, I couldn't yeah. build a list around this. Kazakin Bomb seems very powerful, which is running like the Barbican Key, where you can chuck a bunch of command face buffs on them and then send them off, slap on the ass, send them off to deal 12 more wounds to your biggest enemy. But that's not going to like flip backfield objectives. It's going to annoy backfield objectives, and people will have to commit like a character and something to them now instead. But it's not like when you the game flipping primary, it's just good damage output. The tanks seem fine. Um, you can definitely buff them, but buffing is expensive. The infantry seems playable like it gets cheap weapons people are talking in the chat or anthony's just laughing at me i don't know why. this just <laughs> fucking killed me sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh, and if you want to um, know what that was you should have watched us live bitches but uh, you pulled it up I, on the oh, i think there's the like there are some yeah, there are like some spike units in the thing that like immediately are powerful right oh yeah rough riders are one of them Leonidas is one of them. I don't freaking know. How Please to call him name. Lord Solar or Horse Guy. Don't Lord, call him. Lord no going to know who the fuck Leonidas is. That's the guy from 300, and he's only 170 the, points. The horse dude who they previewed is very good. 170 points for that model is so good that it doesn't even make sense. It makes more um, of a Val look expensive. He does. I mean, he's not... I don't know if he's quite as good as Morven Val is, though. Morven Val doesn't is. slap tanks and save reroll hits. Ah, uh, that's true. Um, the other thing is like 
Kasserkin or the other unit that's hyper pushed aside from Rush Rough Riders. And it's only if you spend a bunch of CP on them in order for them to do stuff effectively. Sure, but being able to do that, like there's a lot of units in the game that are really good if you spend CP on them, but you never get to do it because like how do you deliver them? Kasserkin kind of just deliver themselves or are so cheap it doesn't really matter if you don't spend the... Like if you build a massive mortal wound combo in a lot of armies, it's like very expensive. And then it's like 100 points for Kasserkin. I mean, it's 100 points, 2 CP, a character, and then the Relic. Sure, right? but you're taking the character anyway. The 2 CP are, like, at point of transaction spend them, other than the Relic one. And the Relic sure. one means it's almost guaranteed you get to deliver that squad. And the second squad is just, like, there if you get the chance. Like, it's not a super mm -hmm. high opportunity cost to bring it. Uh, Rough Riders think... seem good, but I'm not, like, overwhelmed by them. Like, they're a powerful counter charge unit that is fairly fragile and has to go around walls. Like, I think they seem... Fairly well-balanced, like, good but well-balanced. Yeah, it's like people think about, I think, too much, like, the raw math of some units. Like, Rough Riders, with all of the buffs on them, will one-shot a Questorus Knight if they get the charge on it. Yeah. But they'll also die to, like, have normal to charge... units overwatching them, like, in decent yep. numbers. Like... That Knight actually overwatching that unit of Rough Riders probably kills them all. <laughs> like... <laughs> They just go away if that if that knight is a shooty one and it just rolls relatively well. Yeah, that, that, that like Chrysoris Knight's got a heavy flamer. That's like two Rough Riders dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couple extra hits and um, endless fury, and you're like, yeah, this was not fun. I do, I wish I wasn't here right now. So I don't know. Of, I think this is fine. One of the things about the book is just that it's kind of a roller coaster ride. There's like some stuff in it that's not good. Like, I think other than born heroes, some of the regimental traits are just kind of okay. There are a couple of good ones, and then there's a lot of like meh to bad ones. There's yeah, like there's a, a couple, there's some good relics, like the banner's really good, but there's also some really bad relics in there, like a bunch of pistol relics that aren't going to be any great in <laughs> anything. It's also the first of kind of like, I don't know if it's the first of a new design philosophy, but it's certainly the way the design philosophy is going of this book is that there's no, um, there's no Kadian relics, no Kadian world traits, it's all just generic basically. Uh, which is certainly interesting. Um, I kind of like it. I like the whole just, yeah, just play whatever. You get the stuff. We phased out, like, the sub-faction stuff other than, like, okay. you get your sub-faction rule and that's it. And I'm kind of okay with that as opposed to what they did with, like, um, a Thousand Suns, Grey Knights, and Custodes where they were just, like, here is sub-faction rules but no sub-faction rule, so to say, so they don't have, like, sure. a generic ability. Uh, I think the generic abilities are the more fun part of those. Uh, it's, like, it's a thing you get to do all your cool stuff with. Adding like an extra strategy and an extra world and an extra like it's just kind of cannibalizing design space, and I'm okay with that phasing out. I think that's fine, and I like the way the Guild Codex has done that. I I also really like it, and I think what they did in order to bring people like now you have a reason to bring Krieg models if you have Krieg models at all, or if you just want to buy and paint them, you have a reason to just buy and paint them now. Well, except the like, poor fucking Kakan who get flamers and nothing else. That's also true. There are like some uh, units in this book that are terrible. And Catacan, Catachan, Catacan, Catacant. Catacan. Catacant. They Catacant. Sly Marbo is kind of neat, but otherwise not great. Um, a, a lot of the artillery is just kind of okay. Some of this also really depends on what happens to the balance data slate. Like, if guard ignore artillery negatives, this book changes a lot. Mortars become kind of wild, I think is the... like. Those new pieces that fire AP to uh, strength seven damage to ignore line of sight shots 
become a lot better. They can be strength eight with uh, Creed's. Yeah, so with Creed, Creed, you can put the game on them well. to get them plus one to hit, plus one AP, which at the moment currently cancels out the indirect bonus and also and plus plus strength, strength from Creed. Uh, you could do the, the plus two, the plus one strength, uh, AP and to hit with generic orders, but Creed gives them plus one strength as well. Uh, that on mortars as well gets them to strength six, which is very good. Uh, oh, it's yeah. a very nice break point. Uh, yeah, so if they're ignoring the indirect penalty, it's going to be real sad. Very different. Um, because those are not super expensive, especially the generic horrors plus treat combo is pretty damn cheap. Uh, to just say your backfield kind of just dies. And it's got born heroes as well. So it's, you know, six instead of auto wounding. So it's got the volume fire to like make armies that have like three up to up saves actually hurt a little bit. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't love the, uh, I don't love that design space. And I hope that they lose. Oh, also, Hammer of the Emperor just make it being on everything would be stupid while there's a regiment trait for it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's obvious that Hammer of the Emperor is going away because there's a duplication in there. But it, the book also has some stuff that looks like some of the CSM stuff, like Iron Warriors had the AP2 AP elimination thing, and they changed it into no rerolls to wound for that faction, which if they do that for industrial efficiency, the book goes just absolutely bananas wild. Can you imagine a Rogaldorn with armor of contempt and no rerolls to wound against it like the absolute barbarity of that unit would just be nuts like a t9 two up plus one save against damage one weapons and armor of contempt on it i think they keep armor of contempt we'll see what happens i don't know armor of contempt on the land raider bonkers. well the land raider's a real low bar to hurdle at this point for good transfer that was the joke sorry Thank folks you. yeah oh, I'm, I'm happy to explain it so, I don't know. I think the best thing to take from it is, like, Guard kind of slots in at the A tier. They're not an S tier army. They have problems into some factions. It's fine. I definitely the I found that the thing with Guard list is that it always looks like a thousand points of really, really cool stuff. And then, like, what the fuck left? Um, that's it's like, do I'm you go tanks? Do you go infantry? Like, once you've got solar... A couple of squads of cats get a couple of squads of rough riders and like your tank, your like big tank of choice and some infantry. Like, yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like I ran out of stuff that I wanted. Uh, more tanks is hard to hide, and you know you run out of stuff to kill. Like it's a lot of armies. I don't know. It seems weird. Uh, I'm well, sure there'll be other options, but that's where the no line of sight nerf is important, right? Because yeah, exactly. if you don't, because if it, if they don't do that. Then you just windmill jam seven hundred points and no less, no loss on those lists and shell the immortal fuck out of people. 100%. Yeah, exactly. One of the things I think that's like good to consider is like it's okay that the book is just a tier; it does not need to be an S tier book. That's fine. And yeah, yeah somebody in chat, Chris Irvine, pointed out that that Robledorn with no wound rerolls against it and armor of contempt sounds like a heck of ton land fortress, but with worse guns. <laughs> I think if someone complains at you that their book is only eight here you should be allowed to punch them in the mouth for five points <laughs> also i'm actually kind of happy with it because there's like some gems in this code in the codex as well that like people will play that are probably good with like enough stuff on them i think god's ghost looks really good. cool and actually vaguely playable which i think is actually Dude, we cool. were talking about that yeah. when the book came out because <laughs> we were sat, we were sat looking at it and we're like do i need to read this data sheet and I, I, you were like probably not and i'm like did you read it? It's like, no. <laughs> well, I'll take no. a look at it, yeah. I guess. And it's actually kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. Do we want to transition into questions now that we've hammered the Emperor out of that particular Codex review? What? God damn it. 
Hammer the Emperor is Golden Throne. Um, yeah. Sure, let's do show questions. That sounds reasonable. Do you want to kick, it, want to kick us off? Also, Alex, oh, I sure, know man. I misspoke. I didn't mean Custodes. I meant uh, Death Guard, uh, Great Knights, and Thousand Sons. I can start. The other bad factions. I guess we just never put up in our Patreon that we were going to take questions today, but I guess we'll do it. I didn't put it up because I just assumed that people know that on Tuesdays we want to know about stuff now. No, you got to tell people. You got to. They won't remember. They're like, they're like goldfish. They've got no object permanence. It's true. People forget, uh, people forget we exist until the notification pops up. So we're going to start with our Discord. So if you're a Patreon member, you can ask questions in the Discord every week. And then we'll go to those questions first. And then we'll do YouTube questions when you have time, essentially. Uh, Ed, or Peaches, from the Discord asks, thoughts on Harpies in Kraken? You sure can run Harpies in Kraken. <laughs> they died super fast when I played against them. Yeah, what if you took a Harpy and removed all of the like stuff that makes it really good, like being hard to kill? Uh, and like they're not that hard to kill in Leviathan either. And you just said, like I don't need none of that unless I spend CP, which I don't have because I'm playing Kraken. Uh I don't know. Like, you can make the Kraken army even more coin flip, but I feel like the army doesn't really have a problem with winning when it goes first most of the time because it just runs streaming idiots at you 4,000 miles an hour. Um, Fair. But, like, so, like, yeah, Harpies can double down on that and you can really win the games where you go first. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I would rather have some options to go second into shooting armies as opposed to just like lose a million raveners maybe that's different when you could see on like off of you could see boards but playing harpies on gw train seems like trolling so like you can't hide an angle at all they're just completely visible to the entire board yeah that's all i got next question is do you think guard will be legal at lvo that's asked by nick do I think Hopefully they will, or not. do I hope they will? Do you think they will? I hope this they're legal, and they've not. had an update. <laughs> like I don't, not like I hope they've like done the like re reverted the balance data slate and said, you know, we think th these guys are okay. I think that would be fine. Mostly because I really don't want to have to play against old guard ever again. I don't ever want to have to think about that book again. Uh, especially because if I'm if I like was considering playing chaos, I don't want I don't want Vengeance for Kadia to be a thing that could happen to me after I've missed my buys in round one, two, and three, because I'm like ah I'll just not, I'll just not play the buys and then I pair into like idiot number one with uh, his Vengeance for Kadia list. Yep. Cool. Uh, next question from Tom H. What are your thoughts on Strax being locked to Kadian units when it's now model locked? I think it's. Fine. No, no. It's, it's it, fine. If it was just like if they had just called them like parade officers or whatever, and then um, just locked it to that and just not called it Kadian, it wouldn't make a difference. It's not any really any different from core or anything like that. I think it's fine. It's a way to gate some uh, gate some options out. It's all right. No complaint. I think it's fine. Can you still make your own stuff like your regimental stuff Kadian as well, or is it just? Just no, they're just generic traits now, so it's just regiment and platoon and stuff like that. That's fair. If you had to pick today from Brendan, what faction would you say was an odds-on favorite to win LVO? 
Votan. Uh, I, 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 I would have yeah. Votan. <laughs> Votan is my, my bet right now. I would bet Votan or Chaos Space Marines, because I think Chaos Space Marines have a lot more players than Votan do. I did use ambivalent. I mean, that's fair. He has Emba Vanilla. I'm lagging. Are you going to complete the triumvirate of people voting for Votan as probably the odds on favorite to win LVO? Uh. Mm, I don't know if I'd pick them. Who would you pick them? Tau? Maybe Guard? Cool. Do you want to justify that in any way, or are we just rolling on? Guard, because lots of gun plus lots of points, seems to be really good on frontline terrain. Um... Because that's like the context we have to consider, right? Is that like this will be on FLG terrain? Yeah, on player um, yeah. But I generally think it'd be like Votan's a good call, but I think it'd be one of those two. The Votan also just kind of like dumpster on garbage terrain. Cool. Uh, Anthony, how depressed would you be if the fake World Eaters leak was real? He doesn't know. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I think it'd be fine. I didn't see anything obviously wrong with it. Anger on it being 360 was cool. Um, despite seeing no match play rules will be in the Arcs of Omen campaign books, what is the op- odds of seeing data sheet legal for all forms of playing them? Hopefully zero. And I'm re- Hopefully refusing zero. to acknowledge any other possibility existing because I forgot those books existed. Yep. Uh, Nathan, were there any games played this week by League other than Ymir? Didn't Kronos win the GT? It did. It did. I quite like Kronos. Blair Bloody Rose is kind of cracked. Um, Honestly, all of the leagues are good. <laughs> like, pretty much. Like, all the leagues have great things. There's a league with plus one toughness that nobody thinks is the best one. Like, the leagues are all pretty good it's and pretty have good, good things going on. Yeah. Like, plus one toughness <laughs> is kind of fun. Um, Odds oh, the world leaders are anywhere near A tier. Um, they're they're going to be C tier. About the same as the odds that aren't in time for Elvio. Yeah, we'll see. I think they have, like, there's a lot of room for them to make them very good. I just, it's hard to know. Yeah. Putting my YouTube question here, best and worst matchups for Guard? Don't really know. I think Guard will struggle with quick shit, right? That's in general, that's going to be an issue Quinn for them. seems rough. Yeah, like, Harlequin's going to be trouble. Unless Mortars are, like, amazing, in which case, Quinns go away. Uh, I think one of the things that I like best about the guard book, though, is like if somebody breaks or if people start bringing hydras, like things like sun sharks start disappearing. Oh, that'd be great if sun sharks could just die. Like, like the, I don't think that changes if you take sun sharks or not, right? No, I don't guard think so. I don't think it does either. Them. But wouldn't it be great if it did? Like, yeah, just live in that world. Like, imagine a world where all the flyers are gone. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Uh, Three hundred and sixty point art. Angron, cap or slap? Uh, <laughs> slap? That would I slap. Guess. Slap sounds pretty great. Yeah. I, I stand by points, world eaters rule, army-wide rule. If you play pure world eaters, they can only take damage in the fight phase. Army-wide. Ooh, army-wide. <laughs> Jesus. 
phase capped to one phase. Um, they all just count as being in engagement range permanently. You can shoot at them, but you have to take your minus one and none of your blast weapons work. Angron can always declare a charge, and he just rolls as many dice as he wants. <laughs> he rolls eight dice. He can always charge. Good luck. <laughs> um, it's still weird to me that Magnus and Mortarion don't fall back in charge. Like, it just seems wrong. They're nah, so good. big it's, that they should just move out and back in. It's no, nah, it's, it's way funnier that they can. <laughs> you got tagged by that nurgling. You're staying there. Yeah, there you shall stay, bitch. Should have killed it. <laughs> I know, but it just seems wrong. Um, yeah. Okay, let's take some quick questions from the chat. There's uh, one more from YouTube that's in our Discord if you want to take it. I did that one already. Best and worst matchups from Dart. Did we do it? Yeah. Yeah, we just did that. Oh, damn. Dude, I just sleeping on the all I heard was All I heard was all this Angron. I got distracted by Angron. That's fair. That, that's fair. <laughs> I got so distracted by that. Ennis, Ennis, what changes do you that. consider for player place versus you consider for... I'm not. I'm just going to wing it. It's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to figure it out on the way there. I will worry about that in, like, January. It'll be fine. Uh, you don't want to practice, like, a little bit before? You don't think that we should use Dude, some I'm gonna of the resources have, like, three, I'm going to have three gimme games where none of the other top players are playing. <laughs> no, that's next LVO, you fucking uh, I, muppet. I know that, because there's not been a circuit. <laughs> Fucking Muppet but, like, is the best. I'm just going to... I'll just... I'll be fine. I'll figure it out on the day. I always... It, it's just terrain, bro. Anthony's been hanging out with UK folks, obviously. It's just terrain, bro. Terrain doesn't matter that much. insults. <laughs> Terrain's not that important in 40k. Get away with basically like that a... seems to be the official frontline gaming stance, so that's fair. Get away with the bed sheets and books. Well, you pull more, pull more questions from the YouTube chat. Can I just show the image that Alex posted in our Discord? Because I think it's funny. Yes. Go for it. And I, I'm going to share my Discord, and I don't care. He sent me I into I just... Brian, is... we can do this, but it's going to be really expensive. Just in <laughs> case anybody was wondering, this is how Anthony's nicknames are going. We're working on it. <laughs> The second half of the movie was just all of the combined, and it's just us calling him champ. <laughs> sure thing, champ. You're doing great there, champ. Whatever you want. Champ. Well done, champ. Um, yeah, no, I will probably try. Like, I don't know if I can get access to a LVO. Like, there isn't an LVO terrain set, right? There's like 15 million boards, and then like if you make like the top four tables, three of them are good, or something like that. And like, if you play on the the Blood Moon on a Wednesday, and Nick Nanavati is within like a half circle of you, you get to play on the real terrain. Otherwise, you're playing on like whatever fell out the back of the truck while they were loading up the Kings of War boards. Um, so like, I don't know. How do you practice for that? I'll, I'll just wing it like Frontline do. Plus, winging it and more just keeping with the thing that keeps making the money to be literally fair. being unable to practice for a terrain set doesn't seem like a good thing to practice for i don't know not buy no, I can LBO, speak again. you can speak you again cool. all right what are you talking about not being able to practice we have tts you fucking yeah, ruler. what are you talking about <laughs> look dude it's just the biggest event I'll play all year. I'll just go two and three at every 100,000 person event I go to. Exactly. Just, I went you're going to lose to me and you're going to be extra sad. You're going to lose to me in one of those two matches. Nathan, if I lost to you, I'd be so proud of you. It would be fine. Oh. That would almost I mean, that's out. also true. That's also true. I'd be very proud of myself. 
that would almost make up for the absolute bender that he would go on afterwards in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, street dropping. Like I have nothing. Like, I've I've completed my I've completed my circle. I'm done now. Yeah. I am retired now. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. Chris Irvin, on Team Scotland captaincy. Yeah. <laughs> like, did there just be like you see me in the corner, stood posting on the Team Scotland Facebook page, and then I would just vanish and never be seen again in forty k circles if I drop. <laughs> all right, I think we've well and truly lost all course. Okay, no, no. Does anybody have a picture of an LVO board? Like, what does it look like? What am I playing on? What? I've not done this research. I mean, I could just pull up a picture of FLG terrain. Yeah, like, see, website. Nick is saying LVO has a huge That's variety of bad there. terrain. Wait, what'd you say? Can Nathan get a picture of an LVO board up? I want to see what I'm going to be playing. I mean, on. I can pull one up. You're That's... adorable that you think there's one. That's what I'm set. saying. Like, like how this, am I meant to this, is, when this like is seven... one of the this is an FLG okay, on a board set. on a board please. Oh for fuck's sake, fine. Honestly. It's not gambling if you win, yeah, Brian. Put it all on black again. See how that works. <laughs> Jesus. Now I gotta find a fucking table. God damn it. Exactly. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I have to find an actual event table is kind of the problem. I mean, this is a setup. I don't know if it's from an event. Isn't the answer anyway, Anthony, to just YOLO a list that I've not practiced? Doesn't that yeah, always you can, work? You can nick you can nick Nanavati yourself out of it. You can event. do whatever you want now. We fixed your name, you're good to go. <laughs> oh, Warhammer. This is gonna take me too long with Google, apparently. Yeah, that's fine. Don't like worry about it. Let's just table. just to shoot like can we get like stock images on this? I'm assuming no. I'm no. sure we can get I can some put a from duck. I can put a duck on the board. There you go. That's FLG's terrain. This is our logo. Uh, <laughs> just a single duck. That's the terrain. Just a single <laughs> duck. <laughs> well, how else are you going to hide on it? Oh, no. You're going to hide behind your trophies. That's what you're going to do. Uh, yes. If I bring my trophies to Elvio, am I allowed to use them to support them? And if Nick brings his set or Manny brings his set, do I have to cower in fear? Okay. Only if Manny's spamming 18 or something. Hey, it could be 27 if it's a troop. Um, <laughs> can violence take innocent spot on Team Scotland? Uh, no. But Nathan is going to be coaching. It'll be great. Nathan's gonna be an analyst. I think that's slightly different. It's true. It's gonna be. It's gonna be analyst. I'm not gonna make you run water. I'm not gonna make you run water. You're gonna be sitting, whispering spreadsheets in my ear. I am in in the most sultry tones that I can muster. It'll be great. Um, yeah, I I got nothing more, guys. I really really run out of steam about well, an hour. Below and, below average, an, Bob asks the most important question. I'm not sure if below average Bob is a real person or a plant by Cliff because it says, what in his coach? Question it's mark. specifically in reference to uh, if Anthony took my spot on Team Scotland, though. Not a generic question about me coaching. So that's fine. I can avoid that question for another week. Um, I choose to interpret it as you coaching and providing a coaching service. That's why I'm choosing to interpret it. You can it. interpret it however you want. And if you can figure out how to make me not uncomfortable with that idea, then uh, we can talk. Well, what I've figured out... I mean, 
I figured that there is just like some exposure therapy stuff that we need to do with you in this topic. It's probably the truth. Um, I just need to get you your first client. We just got to make you less comfortable, sorry, less against the idea of coaching than you are the idea of your commute to your normal job. Which can't be that hard. Oh, (laughs) Christ. So what we need is somebody to volunteer to be uh, Innes' first... And that's why I've never coached anyone. (laughs) This is why we need somebody to be Innes' first coaching client. There you go. Somebody needs to volunteer. And by volunteer, I mean pay money. And by pay money, I mean pay money directly to Innes. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. At a price point yet to be determined. Don't scare me. (laughs) We're just being violent. Just do the the eBay way. I'll put it it up and we'll just accept bids for the slots. That might get out of hand fast, because I would definitely bid that up and then not cash. All right. Apparently, we've been given an example of an FLG board. Hey, there we Although go. I think this is too much terrain for an FLG board. I'm going to look at this, and I'm going to be like, where's the terrain? And you can take it's too much. <laughs> I don't think that this is, is, I think this is, that is right. But one of those pieces is split in half, and they're all boxes with windows. So good luck hiding. But there you go. That is... The ITC standard Gothic Ruin set with Matt. Hmm. Cool. So I might bring demons because you can't hide anyway, and I might as well coin flip. Well, we'll talk about it when you're here. Yes. Uh, I played. On, are we don't play on GW train at Mythicos. No, we'll play on GW train at Mythicos, but the like you're gonna be here, so I can show you what a frontline board. That looks is like. true. <laughs> that makes more. That makes more sense. Uh, we should plug that. Um, I'm going to be in the States in like three weeks. If you're at Anthony's event, Anthony, plug the event. I know it's not your event. Uh, it is Crumpness Clause. It's a charity event that Mythicos Mawa is running. Um, there are details on their website, which Curie is really smart and probably has a link for somewhere um, that he'll throw in the chat and maybe in the episode description. Um, so there will be lots of us there. I think Cliff's coming as well. I'm and Curie. Yep. I knew Curie was coming. I know you're coming. I said, I think Cliff's coming. Uh, I will obviously be there as well. I'm going to be playing a Creations Bio list, so I'm going to do my best to sprint at my opponents really fast and then walk around and hang out. So uh, that will win sometimes and lose other times. Who knows? Whee! Um So yeah, it's going to be a good time. It's on GW Terrain. Uh, it is importantly using the WTC ruling so that you can't make ruins unchargeable so that GW Terrain gets roughly twice as pleasant to play on. Because uh, without that ruling, that train can definitely be soft-suffering sometimes. Um, yeah, it is going to be awesome. Uh, it'll be sweet. We flew Innis over for it, me and Brian. It's the friendliest type of bullying that exists. I don't even know if Brian's coming. I think he's just going to pat Innis on the ass in the Edinburgh airport and then send him <laughs> on his way. Literally <laughs> um, what's happening. Sounds he decided he wanted to fly back to try and win Leicester again. So I don't know. I'm still taught working on that. Brian's easy to peer pressure. That is also very um, true. So, yeah. So, that is so, yeah, 10th lots and of... 11th of December in somewhere in New Jersey? Mawa, New Jersey. It's, like, on the border of New York. It's basically in New York. Basically. Uh, basically. That's a, that's an American, basically, which is probably, like, two hours away. No, it's it's five minutes. From, like, you could walk across the New York oh, that, border from the store. That's cool. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah right I'm going to be in the States for that. If you're in the States and you want to meet me, I think that's a thing you could do. Otherwise, you can do it there. Um, I'll bring like some two yeah. Scotland dice as well that I can chuck at people if they want them. 
because that's a yes. good cross-promotional thing. Um, we'll have stat you can try and should have stat digest. Start to check dice soon as well, which is cool. Yes. You might be able to meet Ennis in New York City if you come around <laughs> on the Friday. I'm going to drag him out to the to old Manhattan. So we'll see. That seems like a really, really, really low-grade celebrity for a meeting in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can meet like a real celebrity in New York City, or you can come see us. It's true. We're cooler. You can I promise. Vacillate between the one. We'll you definitely, definitely talk to you, which, which they may not. You, you can probably take pictures with Ennis and talk to him. Yeah, you're mm. less likely to get stiff armed by a huge security guard talking to us. Well, it depends how how stiff your arms are. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe don't All try. Right. You know, enough. Enough. <laughs> I've seen and heard enough. <laughs> we, we, we need to go to more tournaments, guys. Like these episodes get, roll, these episodes roll, are getting real, out, real sketch when we're not playing tournaments. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nonsense time. Thank you, everybody, very much for being with us for what was definitely an episode of Stat Check. This was Horse Time. Uh, you merely a sixty percent win rate. Episode nineteen of Stat Check. I've been Venice. <laughs> this are this is Ambi and Doctor Stats Dad. Um, thanks very much for being with us guys we'll see you next week probably hopefully I won't have a cough bye bye screw you Nathan